time to ham up. Okay. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. The Young Chunks Podcast. Young Chunks! Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Yum Chunks Podcast. I'm Sean. I am Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And I'm Vince. Chris, do you not know who you are? <laughs> I may have forgotten I think it all took at us, some point. It took us an, all an extra second to remember. <laughs> we, it's hard, easy to get confused when all we can do is hear each other. Sometimes I think I'm Sean because I hear his voice in my head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've implanted something there to begin with. Well, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Um, tonight we're going to talk about... Uh, I don't know, some little art film, I think, came out this weekend. Uh, Avengers 3 Infinity War. Or just, sorry, Avengers Infinity War. So we'll get to that a little later. Um, first, let's just go, what, what have people been watching? And playing? And reading? And singing? And doing? And laughing? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> che- Chewy, Mr. Matt over here, has been singing a lot of Shrek recently. I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I, it's... I gotta say, it's good to be back. <laughs> oh yeah, we missed you last week. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, here, was I wasn't here last No, you didn't. I listened to last week's episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we recorded that. Even though I have not seen A Quiet Place, I just decided I didn't wasn't going to make time to go watch it anytime soon. Yeah. And also, I'd already watched Red Letter Media's review of it, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Also, one, also one of my students told me what ha- all the spoilers already before the podcast. Before so. you could stop him? Yeah, before I could <laughs> stop, please stop, stop Whatever, it's fine. No, wow, I'm you fine. took the Vince plan in, into effect on that one, didn't you? <laughs> What's that? That's getting spoiled and then not watching the movie. Yeah, well, it's harder, it's harder now when you got you know kids everywhere who are just talking about things that have spoilers, so... Look, they didn't true. get today's movie spoiled, but um, but yeah, I wasn't here last time, so I've had a hectic month. I my car broke down and I had to buy a new one, and my roof caved in yesterday a little bit. <laughs> Chewie's depressing life. <laughs> <laughs> I had a leak. There was a leak in the upstairs apartment, and the roof started crumbling yesterday morning. So I, I dealt with that. And um, I mentioned last time, but I um, I'm teaching high school tech theater nowadays. Um, and as that teacher, I'm also, that means I'm also tech director for anything that goes on in our, our high school auditorium. So right now our drama department is doing Shrek the musical. Um, we just finished week one and we have week two and then the show closes, but I've been working furiously on that for the last month. Um, this is actually my second time working on the show. I worked on it in a larger theater a few years ago. The other theater that I work in is kind of a semi-professional production, but this time I had to be in charge of figuring out how to get all, you know, it's Shrek, Shrek is a difficult show. It's like we had to figure out how to do the swamp and do lock and, you know, the dragon, the dragon scene and everything. And it's kind of like on my shoulders to figure out how we're going to do that. So who did yeah, you get was, to play Eddie Murphy? Um, not, not Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> really? What else is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, what is it? No, we, we didn't even want Eddie Murphy. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So if he could be in our production, really, that's okay. That's fine. But we, Smash Mouth was the live band doing the performance. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how it'd be very stressful trying to make Shrek good. <laughs> oh, Shrek, Shrek is the greatest is. animated film. <laughs> Listen, Shrek is actually, as musicals go, it's a really solid musical. It's actually a really, it's got a good score. It's got a lot of good songs. You'd think that it wouldn't be. It's a musical that, like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, it knows exactly what it is, and that's kind of why it's funny. Um, yeah, but I can it see is that. a difficult show to pull off because because it's 
of all the special effects and costumes and you know it was originally animated it wasn't meant to be on stage so um you know it, it's that's been a lot of work so that was part of the reason i just didn't have time to see um what is it quiet place i didn't have time to go see quiet place when you guys were filming it i knew i was gonna be able to so i, I sat that one out on the note of smash mouth though we do we, we at intermission we play our two minute warning and then we play all star and everybody gets turned <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see like such a boring crowd of like just like middle class parents all of a sudden just lose it. <laughs> People like up in the aisles dancing and what? just like waving their arms. Like I'm, I'm not making this up. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah everyone go check out if you're All in Star, Southern California. All stars got a magical effect on people. Party at Guy Ferrari gets Matt's people going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I've been watching Mad Men. Oh, just randomly. Mm-hmm. And also heard you guys talk last time. You guys are all watching or have watched series Unfortunate Events. Um, I binged through season two as soon as that came out. Um, I don't know if anyone else has, but I I read all the books when they were coming out. I have. So, we should definitely. Um, yeah, talk you guys about talked. It. Said you want to yeah. do an episode about that. I think we mm-hmm. should because I think we've all watched it or some of it. And maybe I, next yeah. week. Maybe next week. Well, yeah, I just so maybe yeah. that'll be the time to do it, right? I just binge watched two seasons of a series Unfortunate Events. In the last Ooh. like three days, so yeah, I'm caught up. Yeah, it's yeah. solid. I I definitely have a lot of thoughts on it, and it versus the movie, it versus the book, all that. So I think it'd be a good thing to talk mm-hmm. about. So. Yeah, I read the first three books. So I'd like to talk about it as well. Yes. I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on that, so it'd be a good topic. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. Sean, what have you been reading, yes. watching? Oh, listening? I've okay. Well, the most important thing, maybe ever, ever. not just like <laughs> entertainment wise. Um, but this happened to me this year is I saw Super Troopers 2. The, <laughs> that the was the most important changing thing. event. That movie was awful. Don't go see that movie. It's like, it's like you know how when you go see a movie you really like and then you quote the lines to your friends and it's just funny, mm-hmm. but you realize it's not actually a joke funny? It's like that, they just did that and that was but the movie. to the first movie? Yes, oh. to their oh. own first movie. Oh. There's literally, they just re-say the line. Like, That's really disappointing. I thought we kind of, as a society, had moved past that for sequels. Yeah, know? no, it's, it was, it's just also depressing because it's 17 years since the original, right? And, yeah. like, it shows, like, they're, yeah. like, old guys, but they're supposed to be, like, young, all of those pranksters and they're doing crazy stuff. Enhance, enhance. Like they literally just use that same joke again. Like there's no play on it or anything. Like you're gonna bother to make a whole entire other movie 17 yeah. years later, and that's the best you can. Come yeah, up with. and it's like there's awful, annoying French Canadian accents that are like I, I, they must have done it purposefully bad, but it doesn't make it funnier. In any case, it's awful. Don't go see that movie. But I, I did see uh, Isle of Dogs. I recommend that movie. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that a lot. It, if you like Wes Anderson, you'll like this. If you hate Wes Anderson, you will still not like Wes Anderson. But um, <laughs> I think it's probably his most visually uh, interesting film. So uh, I recommend that. Um, and then a TV show that I've been watching um, this last week, The Patriot. It's on Amazon. I had never heard of it until a friend told me. I haven't seen any commercials for it. I haven't seen any like any anyone else reference it except for this one friend of mine. And it's about a year old. I highly recommend it. It's really, really good. It's... It's about a CIA agent who's kind of depressed, and it's a kind of absurdist, funny, reminds me a little bit of Arrested Development, um, but much more, like, authentic, and, and characters aren't as quite as stupid. Anyways, definitely recommend Patriot. Go watch Patriot. You'll enjoy it. Ten episodes. No. But, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And, and I was in Kansas City all week. The exotic Kansas City. Oh. What were we doing there? 
Eating barbecue. I didn't even know that. Eating barbecue. Yeah, I was just out visiting friends in Kansas City. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I got back yesterday. <laughs> cool. Just in time for Avengers. <laughs> Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Anyways, that was uh, Chris, what about you? What's the deal? Uh, I'll keep this brief. I've been playing God of War, uh, the new one. Literally everyone should play that game. It, it is not undersold online. It meets all expectations. Really? Well, yeah. Um, well, what I, if I don't like the other God of Wars? It, this, I didn't like the other God of Wars at all. Okay. This is like a whole... It's definitely... The combat is more reminiscent of like a Souls game. Okay. It's hmm. a lot different. I've heard even some of the Batman Arkham games a little bit too. A little bit. Yeah. Not too much those. Way more Souls-y. Souls. Okay. Well, I'll uh, take your recommendation into consideration. It is... <laughs> A masterpiece. I haven't beat it yet, though, but the the gameplay alone is just addicting as I'll get out. Uh, I've been working my way through Season 3 of Better Call Saul, and I've been listening to a new audiobook called The Land. It's definitely... If this is a book, which I have to assume it is, being an audiobook... The, the audio book is like the audio book is like a fully realized Other than just version. like someone re- like reciting. Well, it's story. like a, it's because it's like a fully real uh, realized RPG, it, but in just like audible format. So like when a person levels up, a little tune plays in the audio book, which Ooh. I have to assume hmm. wouldn't tr- obviously be like in as a written relevant form, yeah. in a written form. Huh, that's really interesting. So like when yeah. he picks up an item, a little ding sound happens. It's definitely very fun and very rpg it's like you're yeah. just listening to yourself play an mmo and then yeah. like how someone would like read what you're doing right. essentially huh. it's actually pretty good and very, very interesting very addicting have you listened to any of the star wars books on audiobook no because that that's kind of what that reminds me of because everyone that i've listened to and i've only ever listened to any of them because I, I don't know how to read but <laughs> any of the star wars books i've listened to they all have like score and background sounds and ambience huh. and like Space battles will have laser sounds and stuff like that. It sounds like there's just like the movies on in the other room, and someone's telling you what's happening. Like, and and that's kind of what yeah. that reminds me of. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I also like that we established now that both Chris and Matt can't read. Last episode, <laughs> I didn't know that hadn't been established. I also last think episode, that, Chris yeah. couldn't. We established couldn't read. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> See, but that works as kind of like a motivation for our audience. Like, if Chewie can't read and he's a teacher. You can literally do anything. Listen, Vince, I teach kids how to use, like, power tools and how to, like, plug in light bulbs and stuff. I, I don't need you have to teach them that? That's no, no. Listen, listen I, I have gotten this far without them realizing and I don't know how to read. Okay? Hopefully none of them listens to this podcast. I think some of them do. Uh-oh. Hey, students, do you listening? And so, yeah. that's all I've been doing. What about you, Vince? Um, well, uh, I got bought the Bioshock Infinite, uh, like, series set for the PS4, uh, so it comes with, like, all the Bioshock games. Um, so I've been replaying, I finished the first one, and then I just skipped to Infinite, and, man, I mean, like, it's just my, it's my favorite, my favorite series of video games ever. I just love that series. It's a good series. I think I think the second Bioshock doesn't get enough love. I I, I love people skip that one or they. Yeah. I don't know. I like that one better. I, like, than the first. I, I think it's underrated. Too. I it's agree. Underrated, yeah. Although I still think it's my least favorite, but that doesn't mean I dislike it. I, I think, really I like. Think it. They're all. Three I think solid. they that for that series for me. I think each one was better than the one before it. Yeah, thanks. Personally. <clears throat> well, what else? What else, Vince? 
Um, Did you kill anyone I, this week? Yeah, well, five people, but I don't want to talk about oh, it. Oh, you're okay. You're getting better then. Yeah, I mean, your, your numbers are increasing. I have a I have a big disc golf tournament I'm preparing for. Oh, disc, oh, disc golf. That's how yeah. you kill people. That's that is how I kill people. But it's next weekend, so it'll be Saturday and Sunday. It'll it'll be up in like Oceanside area. But yeah, it's gonna be a really big one. It's on this like gigantic course, and there's so many good players in this one. So hopefully, I don't suck. Is it for money? It's oh, it's for money. Oh, good. Everyone go out and get Vince's autograph at the Oceanside Invitational Disc Golf Big old Michael Jackson Commemorative Disc Gazette. Speaking <laughs> of tournament. speaking of throwing discs around, Vince, I've been working on my forehand throw. At what? Lunches. I've been working but, on my the forehand throw. No, I get it, but like my what is like a baffled <laughs> what. It's like. <laughs> I know what a forehand throw is, Chris. But it's just like you've been working on. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, working you, you on my ultimate, forehand. Don't you? You play yeah, ultimate. I, I play ultimate every day yeah. at lunch. So. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Chris, just, it was just meant to be a little tidbit. It wasn't meant to be like some revelation. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, well, a little window yeah. into man. Chris's... That was that was a bigger cliffhanger than Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> that would have been a good segue, except for we haven't asked Ryan. Yeah, we don't. Oh, <laughs> Well, Unless Ryan that. also is heavily into disc-related activities. I, I am not. involved <laughs> in that. Uh, my biggest recommendation this week would be a movie on Netflix called Beyond Skyline. And my recommendation is to not go see it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, can I talk about a Netflix movie you should never see? Yeah, and sure. it's called The Week Of with Adam Sandler and um, Chris Rock. I mean, I, I, mean, I know it's implied. Judgment yeah. Yeah, but... yeah, it's implied that you shouldn't see it. But, like, no, but really, though. I'm, I'm, now I'm wondering why you didn't make that judgment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm questioning why you're even on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Privilege might be revoked. Uh, all right. So, go see Super Troopers and The Week Of. Back to back. And also, Beyond, Beyond Skyline. And Beyond Skyline. Thunderdome. Why, what is... I, I've never even heard of that film. Well, it's, but, the, it's like a, just a straight-to-Netflix yeah. sequel to Skyline, which I never actually saw. Uh, oh, I saw that one. Is that the one with the bodies on the poster? It, with the, like, the floating up Yeah, they the get... Like, they get and the, 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 all the marketing was just like piles of people. Yeah. Like being... Okay. Yeah. I didn't see and they, and they got blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really I thought that posters. movie was hilarious because it's like... It's supposed to be like, a, like an alien invasion movie, but they play it how like I would survive in an alien invasion movie which is it's just a group of people who stay in a hotel room for an hour and don't actually go out there to fight the aliens or anything you're just like let's just be practical about this we don't know what's going on let's just stay in our hotel room and not do anything and that's the movie well i i think the first it's really weird because the first half of the movie plays like i imagine the original one did but the second half of the film is a completely different movie they're in like indonesia and you know those guys from the raid they're yeah, in yeah. it, and they start just beating up aliens like kung fu. I don't know whatever <laughs> style awesome. of martial arts, which was kind of cool. But like, am I? Did I switch movies like in accidentally? What is going on? You know, I can't. I can't think of any good examples, but I feel like that doesn't like one that happens when movies are just like kind of rapidly genre, genres, just yeah. different yeah. genre, different tone, like like yeah. uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. yeah. Well, that switches gears like three times. Yeah, it's like four. three different, three, four different. Well, times. I, or yeah. even like um, Cabin in the Woods to a certain extent. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, know, I still I have like... not seen Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Well, spoilers. Half the way through, it kind of switches tones. Oh, yeah. spoilers oh. for Doomsday. Yeah. And Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I cared about the most. It's a good movie. It is good. Movie. All right. Anything else? Uh, are we good? 
no, yeah, let's move on to the main event. Alright, All so, right. talking about... Um, Love. Crunch your mom and M&M. <laughs> What? Are you okay? I, I chose the wrong time to eat an M&M, everyone. No, you ruined it. You had to make them guess what you were Oh, yeah, that's right. There right. is no wrong Spoilers. time to eat an M&M. <laughs> M&M's give us money. It was a mint-flavored one, too. <laughs> Promoting the new mint-flavored M&M. <laughs> uh, okay, so, well, before we begin, just another reminder. We are going to be just riddled with spoilers from here on out. So, if for some reason you are interested in listening to a podcast about semi-pop culture nerd stuff, but have yet to go see Avengers, it's, that's kind of weird. But if you are that person and fall into that group and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening now. If you don't mind being spoiled or you've seen the film... Continue on and listen to us talk about it. There might actually be some, because I was reading an article uh, uh, earlier this week about how a lot of people are actually reading spoilers online because, like, people who have really bad anxiety, like, don't want to have to, like, well, I can't go see the movie, and, like, I don't want to have to, like, sit here thinking about what the stakes and what's going to happen. So, what do you mean they can't go see the movie? Like, or, or like, oh, maybe I don't have time to go see it on opening night or whatever. Oh. And like, I don't want to have to sit here oh, waiting for someone. I see. Okay. You know? And okay. so that's actually becoming a little bit more So they just, like, people basically... Are, break it themselves yeah that they and then that, that way people who get oh, anxiety can relax okay i can understand that i can't yeah. understand it though for someone who's like i can't i can't not know what happens in this movie because it might devastate me emotionally it's like that's the point yeah. of seeing the movie though yeah you see i mean it, i i can't understand that but i do know well i i guess i could sympathize with it even if i don't understand it but. i don't know i was kind of conversing with some friends about like this whole culture and how we're all online and i kind of I get where Chewie's coming from about these people because it's just like, listen, at the end of the day, the internet is just so much a part of everyday life that avoiding spoilers means avoiding the internet, essentially. And that that, that means like energy. It's taxing. Yeah. yeah, It removes you from what is essentially everyday life now. Right. So like, it's just one of those things where it's like people that are just so like afraid of being spoiled with a movie like it's just like you, you i think we're the, at the point where you're just gonna have to get over that you, you kind of yeah. have to weigh the cost benefits of like is it worth me the extra stress is gonna cause trying to tiptoe around it or i just okay i just read spoilers and now i can go about my day and yeah. i have to like you know yeah it's i can I understand mean, it it's not think, it's not what i do but i can understand it i can yeah. understand it. i think though there's kind of a weird thing where like everything now is so built up with an expectation of spoilers like right like I mean, that's also just a product of the culture and stuff so it's just kind of an interesting kind of weird too, right? dynamic I remember, I remember seeing people like oh you saw ready player one oh i don't want your spoilers and i'm like there's not, Spo- there's not like really what do you mean spoilers, spoilers? yeah not the, the good guys win at the end yeah, yeah what I mean, do you want like <laughs> it's pretty straightforward it's just a movie like you know i mean what? i mean i guess i kind of have that same feeling about this movie because well, granted, yeah. granted, that's because like we one the way it was built up, two just having any general nerdist knowledge about how things like this would yes. flow out. Yeah. You're just like, the, well, what happens at yeah. the end did not shock me or surprise me or well, I, I I'm well, also sorry to say it didn't hit me on any emotional level because it was just completely predictable at that point. I don't point. know that it was predictable. We knew it was going to end on a, like a down note because right. it's a two... Well, it's, part one it's, it's kind of two. the whole, like, when they when Disney announced their whole Phase 3 slate, they announced Avengers 3 and 4 as Infinity Force Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. a month later, Changed they were it. like, uh, wait, no, Avengers 4 is not Infinity Wars Part 2. It, it's something else. We didn't say that. So yeah. Forget about yeah. it. And yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well, now I know that they're 
We've lame. only seen half of a movie. Yeah. And yeah. so you kind of have to... You can't judge a movie by only watching half of it. You kind of have to yeah. see how they, they resolve that. But yeah, yeah. I kind of get what Chris is talking about with this movie. Is that... Oh, and that was another article I read lately, recently. It's like, there's going to be three camps of people. There's going to be the people who are casual moviegoers, who don't read anything about Marvel, who don't really care about the whole inner workings of the studio, and are just going to go see it and go, whoa, they killed half of everybody. Like, oh my gosh, what, yeah. how great. And then there's going to be the camp of people who know how Hollywood works, and they're like, they're not going to kill off Spider-Man. Yeah. Or, he has no, or, movie no, more yeah. accurately, they're not going to kill off Black Panther after his movie just made a yeah, billion dollars. And because, his movie's and, still in theaters. Yeah, and then the, and then you have the third camp of people who research Marvel and are like, well, we know that these people are contracted for different movies. And, right, yeah, yeah. and so that, to an extent, it, it decreases the stakes of the film. But where I disagree with you there is that I think um, it, the way that some of those things are handled, like some of the death scenes, um, I think were filmed... Yeah. In a way that can, you know, tug on the I mean, oh, I, yeah. Guess, yeah. I guess Peter Parker's kinda, for sure. I mean, oh yeah, I guess yeah. this kind of goes into like my one of, I guess, one of my biggest gripes with the movie. And I mean, I could, I, I'll be willing to hear any arguments of the other side. No, I, you will. we will not have any discussion about things on this show. <laughs> but I can't like, wait to disagree. I, I walked into this movie, and I'm just like, already, you're like, oh man, it's going to have so many characters. I understand. Not everybody is going to get an arc. Mm-hmm. Literally, nobody other than Thanos gets any sort of arc. I disagree with that. Yeah, I do too. I did mm-hmm. not see any character evolve okay, in any manner. Th- you're making too big a blanket statement there. You could say they didn't get as much of an arc as Thanos, but to say no other character got no arc, that's pretty ridiculous. Chris is still where? in extremes. Oh my god. <laughs> where, where was, how was Tony Stark at any different place other than physically? From where he started the movie to where he ended. Well, how is he since Iron Man one? He's the same jackass. As <laughs> well, first of all, well, no, Tony Stark I, is one character. There okay. are Tony Stark had a huge arc in this movie. What, where's Captain America's growth? What does he do? <clears throat> I would I would say Captain America is one nothing. of the weakest, but I would say Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Spider Man. Oh, does he grow at all? He just shows up and fights. He re- his whole thing he is he does not evolve. Well, I don't at hear all. What has to he's say. the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. He's just <laughs> yeah. willing to jump in. He's still the naive, uh, you know, young, just kind of just wants to be involved, wants to be an Avenger. By the end of the film, he it. It's taken his toll on, like, it's taken everything he is taken as innocence, right? I would disagree yeah, with that. I would say yes. so. I would disagree he's with that. He's learned that it's not all fun and games. You mean just that five seconds as he's disappearing? Well, the, the entire course of the film culminating in those five seconds, yes. I don't feel like that. The, I don't feel that Isn't that what all. a climax is in a uh, narrative? Like... I would say uh, that. I mean, I would say, well, like, like I understand that there is a second part to this, and there will be more to come. And obviously, because there is a second part to this, it had to end on the climax, right? There is no conclusion, actually. Uh, I sort of disagree. So, with that. I... I mean, we can. Let me just say overall, before we get like super into the details, sure. I think Evan wants to kind of maybe just get some. Bro- yeah, yeah. Personally, I I love the film overall. I do think there are very you know critical part or flaws of the film some minor some major but after reflection none of those flaws uh affected my enjoyment of the film does that make sense yeah i think Mm -hmm. a lot of them are valid and i think it'll be fun to discuss those but ultimately when i was in the theater and i've actually i've seen it twice now actually and um even after the second viewing i just loved i had a blast the entire way through and and not just on a purely like 
um, visceral Transformers level. Mm-hmm. Uh, even comparing to Transformers is ridiculous. But but on a on an intellectual and emotional level too. Like and there's varying strengths there. But right. overall, I I love the film. Um, and I th- I thought they kind of hit it out of the park for yeah. everything that it was. I I had flashbacks to like the original Avengers movie mm-hmm. how I felt watching it or like there were there were a lot of scenes where I was just where I just had a big stupid little kid smile on my face but I also when I felt saw the first Avengers movie I just was astonished that they pulled it off because at that point they no studio had tried something like that and was able mm-hmm. to successfully execute that and I don't really feel like Avengers 2 had the same impact because I don't think it was as big of a goal to shoot for. They really just added a couple characters, but it was the same. It felt... I loved Avengers 2, but I, I... Even in hindsight, I know a lot of people kind of don't look back on that as fondly. I still love Avengers 2, but I, I don't feel like it was as much of an achievement. This movie, I sat there going, I cannot believe they pulled this off. And when you guys were mentioning with all the characters, it's so many characters. Yeah. It, it it makes Avengers 1 look quaint, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> don't totally. Like, that they're able to... Because it's just... It, it, you go an hour before you like you, you'll see a, a storyline, and it could be like forty five minutes before, before you come back to that storyline. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like the, the pacing suffers for it. It feels natural, and it feels mm-hmm. like the whole thing is a logical series of events that all relate to each other somehow, even though there's eight different storylines mm-hmm. happening. You know? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think walking to the movie, I my expectations were that it's going to be a big cluster. There's so many yeah. characters. How are they going to juggle this? So I had my expectations kind of low, but Mm -hmm. I walked out, like the entire film, I was on the edge of my seat, my heart was racing, it's exactly why I go to movies, I I love the entire thing, yeah, yeah, I thought, and I agree that it didn't, or it kind of, yeah, pulled you back to the first one where it was an achievement and it got you racing in the same way where you're like, yeah, all these characters that have been built, that have been built up, and I, I like them on their own films, now I get to see them interacting, and I enjoy that just as much, if not more so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Vince, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm 100% with Chris. No, I'm kidding. Um, I <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> it'll, it'll never happen. I'm sorry, Chris. At least not with this one. No, I, I thought it was amazing. I think this is a movie that you kind of have to see. Seeing it in theaters on opening weekend with a full crowd of people that are like totally into it is just like it's one of those experiences that like I've been missing from a movie theater, and I don't feel like I've had that in a long time. Like, even going back to maybe, like, the first Avengers, it had, like, this movie had so many good, like, crowd-pleasing moments. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know, it was just, it was everything that I wanted in a movie. It had the crowd-pleasing moments. It had the, the heart, like, the heartbreaking moments. It had it had what makes movies great. It had the fantastic action scenes that you would have expected from this kind of movie, which it started with immediately. I mean, I was actually kind of surprised that we only had a Hulk versus Thanos in the first 10 seconds of the movie. And that was all we got with that. But, like, uh, this this movie, it was like, I didn't expect them to be able to... Like, I'm so glad they handed this to the, the guys who directed uh, Civil War and, and Winter Soldier, because it, it just felt like it needed that, that dark kind of undertone that those two movies had, while also trying to balance the Guardians of the Galaxy in, into the same movie. And... They certainly did that, and I never thought I would actually hate Chris Pratt's character of Star Wars. <laughs> but oh my God, he is the reason everything failed. Yeah. But but yeah. he is singularly the reason. Like they yeah. were about to. If if Chris Pratt had waited ten seconds, they would have pulled that glove off of Thanos, and they would have won. And that was it. Yeah. 
They would have yeah. won. I would argue in that on that comment, them pulling the glove off his hand wouldn't have done anything because Thanos still by himself without that glove would still wreck every one of them together. It would have stopped him from no. It would have stopped no. him for two not, seconds. Which is what they're. It would have stopped him for two seconds. He would no. have gotten that glove. Iron Man was holding his own. Iron Man okay, was holding his Chris, own against Thanos in the womb with of, four in the Infinity world Stones. Of the film. It yes. did not establish him as more powerful than all of them combined without the glove. Uh, Especially not. And also, really Doctor does. Strange <laughs> Doctor Strange is as strong as Thanos with, like, three Infinity Stones. That's uh, just sorry, a fact. If Doctor Strange... And he didn't even use the Time Stone, when, uh, which in, is the in, craziest thing. In Ragnarok, when, uh, when uh, Doctor Strange just put Loki in the, like, falling dimension, like, if they yeah. got the glove off, they could have just, like, sent Thanos into a falling world and just <laughs> left him there. Yeah, I mean, like then wait, okay, great. Now let's destroy every Infinity Stone one by one. And I had I had a really strong feeling that they were gonna kill Loki in the opening scene. Like something about just the trailer and seeing that scene, I was like, Loki's gonna die in the very beginning. Well, and it makes I love, I love that the movie made a point like two or three times to say, no, he <laughs> is dead, dead this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, no like, resurrection. They could. They may well have just turned to the camera and said, so he's, not he's coming back. dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which uh, i didn't okay. actually it was pretty Sorry. sad to see him die like yeah. you wouldn't expect it but especially after thor ragnarok when he's like actually got some good character arcs to him like i don't know sad to see loki go okay so chris now you obviously <laughs> i think we got impression but just overall what do you what honestly okay, just so, like so i will start off by saying it is absolutely a spectacle and the nerd side of me was just like, oh, yeah, this is freaking awesome. I'm enjoying that nerd element of this. And so everybody should definitely watch, and I agree with Vince, it's definitely a movie that needs to be seen in IMAX if you can. I saw it at the Spectrum and on that full IMAX screen, and it was a lot. There was a lot going on, and that was awesome. However, at the end of it, I guess I have to just say that I kind of tolerate the movie as a whole, because... I, all those things that you guys said you you enjoyed, I really didn't feel any of those. I didn't feel like there was any. Well, it's because you're a robot. Growth. You have to remember. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I I felt like people were just and because it was how, how dense of a movie. I under like I can understand why it happened, but it doesn't necessarily excuse it in my mind. People were just flying all over the galaxy, the universe, ending up on different parts of the universe in one scene, and it was just cut to them in another scene. Yeah, in a whole different place, stuff like that. It was just like the thing was flying, and like I said, I understand why they did it, but it was just like when I came out of it, I was just like, that was probably just too much for it as a whole to be like. Once again, I know it's not; it doesn't need to be, nor is it aiming to be like a freaking Oscar movie or anything like that. But I still think it's sh- you should always aim for more of like a contained arc. Of sorts. Well, I, I like I said, I I think there are valid criticisms of this film, and some of the things you touched on, I think, are valid criticisms. Um, but I, I guess to me, that's why my point. I was for me, all of those things did not. I did not leave the theater like feeling like some sort of bitter or sour, and all of those things. I think <clears throat> they're not. They're not binary, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's obviously some logic issues or kind of plot holish type things but i don't think the entire plot is broken or falls apart or some emotional beats may not have worked for me but that doesn't mean i think there was no heart in the film i think for me a lot of those did work i think to me a lot of and i agree with like oh they're just flying around around the universe everywhere like imagine iron man you know 10 years ago 
It even says in the logo when the movie starts, Marvel Studios with the 10. So it's crazy to think 10 years. Imagine, like, we're having scenes of space flying to different planets in the first Iron Man. It doesn't make any sense, right? It's crazy. Like, oh, it's Mm -hmm. so hard to even get to one planet. You know, whatever. I almost, like, think of it like a video game. Like... Like, think of it when you first start in a video game, you're level one or you're super weak. You, you can't kill that big boss guy and you're having trouble You're just to get through the normal guys. But as we progress, this world, your world gets bigger. And we don't need to see them travel now between each town. Like, we just take it. Like, we understand now how these things work. We don't need to see that. Like, even in Lord of the Rings, they do the same. Like, Harry yeah. Potter. Like, all game of, of Thrones especially, right? Or, exactly. uh, or Birdemic. Where Robert. the entire first exactly. 15 minutes shows this guy getting in his car, <laughs> sitting in traffic, getting gas at the gas station, driving to work, getting out of the car, walking into his office. Yeah. I think we can show him getting ready for work at home and then at the office and we, we understood yeah. that he got there. And I And I think, in, I understand what you're saying, but I think, to me, all of those things where they cut out were some of the brilliance of the writing. Because they weren't, they're like, they gave us enough. It was, for a two and a half hour movie, it was surprisingly tight. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like there was a lot of wasted scenes. Everything yeah, felt yeah, like I it was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. No. I guess that's, but that's what I kind of meant by like that flying statement too, right? So recently, I was discussing, I think, uh, Vince Gillian and all of the like all the things he does, and one of the things that makes Breaking Bad and even Better Call Saul so good is that they they constantly stop to emphasize the mundane things, which make things seem a lot more grounded. And yeah, but I well, think that's what that's those series are about, right? I get that, but it's just like that's what it is. This is like the complete opposite of that, right? Like nothing ever stops. It's just always. I moving. would disagree. Did you not watch that Drax scene where he thought he was invisible? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess what you're scene. saying, Chris. I don't know if grounds they were, but I th- I thought they did a good job of peppering in, if not like mund- mundanity or you know whatever, then at least moments of characters just interacting. And those were those were built those to me were those moments that I think you're. That I feel like all of those missing. moments were Guardians of the Galaxy, which is yeah. good because they're the more liked group and they have a lot yeah. of, uh, you know, arguably. I yeah. will say that I think overall, just character wise, it did. I was kind of surprised how much I felt like the Earth crew was overshadowed by the the space, the space crew. crew. Yeah. Not not overall. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some strong points on Earth, but just like like comparatively. Steve Rogers really like Steve Rogers yeah. and Black Panther and Black Widow like those guys didn't have a ton of they didn't have as much screen time I felt as the other guys and their story wasn't quite as interesting I feel right. like that's because knowing the ending part two is going to be Tony and Cap's farewell song right it's going to be that. their the salute to them so they'll be the focus of right. part two I also yeah. think that mm-hmm. because we the first two movies were earth grounded yeah and we have now had two guardians of the galaxy movies and we've had you know like stuff like thor ragnarok where just space yeah. is common yeah it now is the time to do a really cosmic avengers movie because yeah. it's like yeah. you have the opportunity why would you spend that much screen time on earth yeah you know what was that, your that feels like a waste what was your guys's favorite scene in the movie if you had to pick one oh, i don't know oh geez i i mean yeah i don't know if i could pick one i mean I have to remember the entire movie. And yeah. there's, so the, there's, there's very few scenes. I will say this. The first time I saw the film, and this might have been the crowd or the audience link scene, it took me a couple minutes to get into it. That opening scene on the first viewing, I didn't love. Like, it felt like, what it, like, 
I don't know if there's anyone else. On the second viewing, Mm -hmm. I liked it much more, but maybe that's just because I knew the context more and what was happening. It wasn't until that New York fight scene with, you know, Stark and... uh, And Squidward. And Squidward and... That was my favorite. And and the wizards, uh, where I was like... Where I was going, kicking in all gears, like, okay, I'm into this. I think that was actually my... I was just thinking about that before you said that. I think that is my favorite scene. Because I I love... You, you, now uh, that uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange have just newly met, and of course they hate each other. Yeah. Because, right? like, like, since Doctor Strange would be like, man, I can't wait for him to meet Iron Man, because yes. they're going to hate each other. <laughs> and of mm-hmm. course they did. And then you got, you got Spider-Man acting all scrappy. And then, <sighs> like, just the cool, like, the Squidward wizard, like... Just the kind of the way he moved and just, yeah. like, how that battle went and how they were really... There was a nice volley between their, like, magic spells. Like, yeah. That was that was the big... The first big stupid grin moment for me in the movie where I'm like, yeah, another <laughs> Avengers. All right. This is what I paid for. All right. Yeah. right. I think that was that was the moment for me. But it's also before things get too dark and dire and you kind of realize... Like the, yeah, you know, it's still fun at that. It's still fun in games at that point, and you're like yeah. you're expecting yeah. the yeah. Avengers to save the day. You know, uh, I guess. Well, oh, I was gonna say the despite all the amazing action in the film, I think my favorite scene is actually when Thor arrives on the the Guardian of the Galaxy ship. That entire oh, sequence, yeah. oh yeah, is good. the funniest. Is yeah. just nonstop laughter. Uh, I love that scene so this much. This is not a dude. <laughs> this is <laughs> a, a man. man. <laughs> Even on second viewing, that scene is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. I would say my favorite. I, well, I don't. Were you guys in in like audiences where the crowd was cheering for like the big moments? Yeah. I was like, sitting so next to a freaking uber nerd. Every moment, <laughs> like leaning forward, hands over mouth, gasping. Well, I'm not talking about one singular person. Like the whole crowd was into it. Like I loved yeah. Cap's intro when he catches that spear and you yeah. see him like yeah. come out of the darkness. That, that was, was fantastic. The only cheer moment in my auditorium. Really, that was the only moment where people just cheered. Yeah, that oh, man. for me it was that. And when Thor comes, and yep. that was a moment Beams where down. Like, I never cheer in theaters, but like that, I want like I would have cheered if I oh, were to ever cheer on yeah. the battlefield after yeah. he gets the Stormbreaker axe and you see the Bifrost come in and yeah. they and they just like and, and, and yes uh, and Groot and Banner says something. There. Bruce Banner says something. He just starts like yeah. He says yeah. something like oh you guys. Are in trouble oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That. I can't like that moment was yeah. maybe my favorite moment in the entire. Movie. Yeah, yeah, I just remember like just oh, yeah. like yeah. They should have they should have just gone for it and, and done an immigrant song there. No, well that was that was the only time that they brought the Avengers theme I think into the movie, which you know, it happened a few times, it and it was woven into the score. Like if you kind of yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty recurring. That's the only theme in any of these Marvel movies that, that I, I can out. hum, that yeah. I can, like, think of, and I can go, I can actually sing the... And it's Alan Silvestri does great, mm-hmm. you know, the Back to the Future theme and a bunch mm-hmm. of other... So, cool, but I wish other Marvel movies had strong... No, I agree. It's the only, like, rec- just like, you know, Star Wars or, like, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, like, these yes. recognizable scores, that's... This is the only one from the MCU, I feel. Uh, back to your comment about the opening. So... I agree with you. It felt super off the first time I watched it. And then I came out and I realized why it felt super off is because that is literally seconds after where Thor 3 ends. And Thor 3 has a very solid, like, kind of lighthearted theme to it. And that is, like, the exact opposite of how that scene plays out. Yeah. I mean, I do think Thor is probably my favorite part of the movie. And I think everything past that point, Thor was way more Thor 3 goofy. Which mm-hmm. was good because that's what yeah. I, that's what people liked, right? Mm-hmm. They liked Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth being a little goofball on the yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that opening scene was yeah, that just might like... have been part of it. Um, I think, and one thing though, why I think I liked it more the second time, where I appreciate it, and I think 
by the second viewing, I I had established and I had figured out why I think maybe this film is is elevated beyond just a good action film. And I think, and we've talked about this briefly, Ryan, but that the protagonist of this film is Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was a, and I, and for as much flack as Marvel gets for bad or uninteresting and bad guys, villains, no. I think they act somehow in the, in what could have come across as the most cliche, just like boring villain ever. He may be the best, best Marvel villain to date in the film. Yes. And but I guess because it's, here's my question for you about Thanos though. So they changed him from being a guy that just wants to court death through death. To a guy that's like, I want to help the universe because I see this mm-hmm. problem. You get a gauntlet that can literally do anything. And he, instead he goes the dark yeah. route of killing yeah. everybody <laughs> instead of being like, I'm just going to create infinite resources or something. <laughs> right, like yeah. it, To me, it was just like, that's where if, if I felt like it didn't completely break down. But I'm just sure, like, I, I can't I, ignore that. So I, have a, I have a lot of... Like there's, I think when you really start to think about the nuts and bolts of what that gauntlet can do, I think it presents a lot of plot problems like that. But Absolutely. I think going to what Sean was saying is that Thanos is interesting because he's, he's motivated, yeah. right? Like, and and it's the same thing with uh, the villain. It's the reason why my other two favorite villains are Killmonger and um, and uh, the villain in Homecoming. Um, Vulture. Vulture. Yeah, Vulture. Right. Because to a degree, you're like, yeah, I can understand why they would think that. And they bothered to take the time to say, okay, Thanos came from a planet that yeah. ran itself mm-hmm. to extinction because it ran out of resources. And he presented a, a plan and said, let's do this. And they said no. And then the, the planet destroyed itself. And obviously, I'm not in support of genocide of 50% <laughs> of living creatures in the universe. But, Bold but, but what presented, you go... Okay, I can see, though, I can understand why he feels the way that he feels, and there's a part of you that almost goes, that almost feels bad for yeah. him, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. and that's, and you, there's an element of empathy that makes you, um, that, that, that makes you kind of want to see yeah. what he's going to, you kind of, you don't want to root for him, maybe, but you kind of, it's fun to watch him go about his business. Yeah, you know, no, I, you know? I felt the exact same way. My favorite part of the movie was Thanos. Uh, he's the best Marvel villain so far. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I don't want to say that I sympathize with him. No, but it's, but... it's kind of like, well, I, I mean, what he's going up against is, or what he's advocating for is essentially what Earth is being going to be faced with, right? Right. Overpopulation, diminishment of resources, and possible extinction, right? Like in some future I do I do agree with you that he is the best that Marvel has done so far there's a lot of depth to him but okay so one thing that the one scene I can't forgive in the movie can't forgive is the death of Gamora (laughs) that scene is undeserved Thanos loving her is a total case of just telling the audience he loves her. There's no showing of actual love throughout this entire I mean, movie. So you have I to disagree. you have to stretch for that. Like no, so it's people a were of... talking about the bubbles, and it's just like, shut up. You're no. you're being stupid right now. No, hold on. Okay, <laughs> so I I will concede that you didn't believe that he loved her. However, the film does make it a point to show us as an audience member that he does. But why? Now you may disagree with that. But the movie does establish it. It does. Yeah. It absolutely does show evidence. And it's not the movie's fault that you can't feel it. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's established it in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean... No, they said it in Guardians of the Galaxy, just like they say it in this movie. They never show but it. They okay, show it by... She gets the stone. Yes. That's them showing it. I right. know, but that's, uh, that's what that's I meant by okay. undeserved. Because saying, they, yeah. they do nothing but tell you up until that point. Kills her. 
oh, okay, so I guess you did, because by the rules of this universe... By very nature of the, of the plot, you know, the Thanos raised her, and then at some point there was a falling out, and she stuck off on her own. Like, we can't see the most important parts of their relationship, and when, like, he had the time to, like, grow fond of this person, because by the nature of the story and where we are in the timeline, like... But the movie did bother to have a flashback. It yeah. did actually feel the need to rewind and show us in a flashback sequence them meeting and him, you know, like him finding this girl and whatnot. And and you, you can't say that they didn't show those things. You can say it didn't work for you, but like it's a flat out incorrect statement to say that those things aren't in the movie. Right. They are. But so the the very first time he sees her, she's walking out of the house out of hiding because she's been you know scared out into the outdoors and of. All the people in the universe, even though he knows absolutely nothing really about her, he's like, y- "You're the one." I'm how about, how about when he shields her? It's a movie. Like, how I, about when he shields her face from when everybody died? Right. Like, that's after that. But why did he take the initial interest? That's not. That, who cares? It's I don't not know. Why do you love your, your dog? Why do you pick a dog from the pound? Like, like who cares? It's, it's not like, it's, That's that to me is furthering the evidence that he is showing himself to be a human character or an interesting character. Right, yeah. like obviously he's a monster and all this stuff, but he's an in- that. Those are the moments where it's like, okay, I buy this villain. I'm more interested in him now because he isn't just some like abstract face from like the right. Doctor Strange villain. I think right? they, but I right. think they could have done it better because they emphasize in Guardians everything can be and done in this they emphasize that he preferred Gamora over Nebula. Yeah, right? that's, I, I think that. if they had focused more on that, it would have been more proof of his love of her while still letting him be. <laughs> Himself. Yeah, I mean, I'll I don't even... disagree. I'm not saying that they couldn't have more. You're right. In a film with 15 characters, you're right. They could always do more on certain relationships. Uh, to me, like this is one of those cases, though, where n- n- I didn't feel it was lacking. I felt that it was the perfect amount without going too much. I felt like if they had spent more, if they did more flashback or more, it, we like an audience... We would have been like, what? okay, we get that he loves her. We don't need to see more of this loving her. They've established that. You know, I mean, that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it's I... It's my opinion, too. Yeah. Was anybody else horrified by um, Squidward's powers? Like, he was super strong. Like, he, his, like, telekinesis thing, like, uh, I, it was, it was like, so overpowered. Like, he died in a pretty funny way. But, like, and, but like it seemed like he was like, how are they going to beat this guy? Like, he... Uh. I, I felt like he was kind of the equivalent of Doctor Strange. He was very, you know, had mystical kind of powers. I, I, I wasn't necessarily overwhelmed, but I thought he was good. I, I thought overall all those, his little, uh, what are they called? Yeah. Black, what are they called? There's a name the for that. Black Order or yeah, something, something like, like that. I, I thought they were all, for being villains that you know were all going to kind of be throwaway dead ones, they did a pretty good yeah. job of maintaining a threat level and keeping you interested. I think also, though, them and Thanos, especially Thanos, but like... The effects and performances for being CG characters and just being voice acting were Great. amazing. I think that's not that's no small part of why Thanos works so well is because of um, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, like I thought that performance, that voice was just like blew it away. Like that yeah. sold it. I think if it was a different performance, maybe I think I may have agreed with you, more agree with you, Chris, in terms of that villain not being as interesting or not delivering on what they were setting out to do but i think that performance and just like some of the cg like there's a couple shots where like his vein is pulsing in his Mm -hmm. head like there were so many details that just set this that character and to an extent the little minions apart from just like your normal 
bad CG. He's a bad guy. Blah. Yes, and I have to agree, admit that I was worried about Thanos as a character mm-hmm. going into this. That's part of the reason, Ryan, you said that your expectations were a little low. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine were a little bit low also, partially because I think I was having a little Marvel fatigue at, for during sure. Phase 3. Um, but I also just feel like it seemed like, alright, we're almost 20 movies in here, or maybe we are, I don't know, and there, they, there wasn't a whole lot of build up for Thanos as a character, and we're supposed to believe he's the culmination of this whole thing. Right. And how are they going to make us care about this guy in one movie, and also find all the Infinity Stones? You know, right. and I, they somehow, you, you well, know, I think they did it by making him the main. That's character. the thing. That's, and I thought that was a yeah. really bold twist mm-hmm. and good move because, like, yeah, if you're behind the scenes creating this film right. like wait how are we going to balance all these characters and well let's reverse the paradigm yes. make the villain the main character and make all the Avengers the side characters because yeah. we know them all already right. and, mm-hmm. and we're following his journey right? right and so we see how other characters interact with him as he goes through his journey and so we get we get everyone else as we go through yeah and I okay. think because I felt like Thanos is the protagonist I was more forgiving to what you were talking about earlier Chris in terms of this cast of 15 other characters not having full arcs or at least not all of them having arcs because because I do agree that not all of them have arcs and not all of them or at least not all of them have great full arcs but because Thanos to me was the more important and his was good enough the other ones weren't as important to me I, like, I don't think anyone's going to argue that Black Widow had some sort of arc in this film. She did not belong in this film <laughs> like she whatever she's a character we know her so she's going to yeah. be in there that's fine but, but she dyed her hair. I also, think they they gave arcs to to the characters see. that they needed to. I mean, like especially for like like I really liked Iron Man's arc. You see him in the opening scene with him and Pepper talking about like maybe even kids, and then he has his like his his ward, his son, Spider Man, like die in his arms. It's yeah. like it's it's horrifying. I would say that was the the most gut wrenching scene by far in the movie. Like just. Because, I mean, that, nobody, I didn't care about Black Panther dying because I knew he'd be back. Even though I know Spider-Man's going to come back, it was just like, he was well, just a frightened child. So that brings up a, a, a good point. And you touched upon this earlier, Chris. And, that, and, and this is something that I do think is a valid criticism. And that is the ending, maybe they went too big. Do you guys, right? I absolutely think that they went a little too big. And, and that's the thing. is Because this movie established stakes... Very early on, we talked about Loki dies at the beginning. We see Gamora die in a very gut wrenching scene. No love that for had to Heimdall. Do, I, see, I see what's going on. No <laughs> love for Idris Elba. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the thing is that all the deaths that happened throughout the film are like they're plot related, they have some kind of moment to them, and then let's just evaporate half of the living beings. And, yeah. and, it, and it feels like there's a part of you that goes, uh, pump the brakes. Like there's not, we, there's, they can't, there's no way they can commit to this. Yeah. Right. Like in a way there's a part of me that wants them to like, right, no, me too. this cannot be undone. That, yeah. that would be really bold. It, yeah. But I don't think anybody expects no. that that's going to happen. I mean, except for there's this really big bearded guy sitting behind me. He looks like Hagrid <laughs> in the theater. And he was, he started bawling during that Aww. scene. He had tears in his beard. And when the movie, like, 
at, when the movie was over, the credits rolled. He had to stand up and walk over to the side, and like his friends were like, "Sit down, you're making a scene." And he's like, oh "I can't, gosh. nothing. I can't handle. Like, can't handle this. Nothing I'm... matters." And then like it got to the end of the, like the end credit scene, and then like Sam Jackson, he's like, um, "I don't care about this. I don't care about like everybody's dead. I don't. Give me, I can't even like they're gonna die too." And he and, and it was real. Like I. That's the best thing I've ever heard. So, that guy, with the exception of that guy, I feel like, you know, like people are going to see, you know, like, all right, well, you can't just, you can't just end it like that. You know? There's a part of your brain that rejects it, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. And not because you're in denial and it's like the stages of grief, but on a, because of so many other things, you just go... This is impossible to commit to. You just know, yeah, like, it, without... I mean, part of it is you're metaing it, right? right? For the people who are even slightly savvy in terms of how the entertainment industry works or about MCU, you don't even have to be, like, a super nerd about it. Just a basic kind of understanding of franchises. You know, okay, they're not killing Spider-Man. They're not killing Black all Panther. these... They're not mm-hmm. killing Black Panther. They're, like... And those who do know, that know that there are confirmed films of those franchises... <laughs> yeah. Well, like, let me let me say yeah. this. I I I get that. I understand that criticism of it. I don't I care more about the consequences that this will have mentally for the remaining characters. Yeah, I agree. And the That's arcs it that works. it's going to take them on. That is an excellent point. That that is that is an excellent point because yes, that is what that is what we have to look forward to picking up is just like it's going to be a solid 20 minutes of just reactions. Like, yeah, right? well, like, it's I fantastic. Wanna know, I want to know how the earth is going to react to this. I want to I want to see the I want to see the, the, the result of this. Yeah, and, well, and even in the moment, the best moment was Spider-Man going, right? Because they played that up, obviously, and they knew that was going to be the mm-hmm. most gut-wrenching moment. Is because it was less about Spider-Man dying and more about that character's facing the consequences of what's going on. That his realization that, like, this isn't just fun and games. And, again, with, with Iron Man, seeing this happen in front of his eyes. Like, finally seeing mm-hmm. the consequences of everything and seeing someone who die. Again, the kind of young, almost version of like what his ideal is, right. um, be just with for random chance, for no constant, for no reason, just being right. destroyed. Um, so that that moment in that whole sequence was the strongest, and and we'll see kind of how it plays on the in the in the next one. I mean, I know I'm wrong on this, so <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead anyway. But uh, to me personally, like Tom Holland did a good job with that one line. Because that's really all it was. When he dies or just... Yeah, when he dies. Uh (laughs) But I was actually more affected by Black Panthers, mainly because they effectively threw that feint at me. Right? Because the shot... You is him helping his his the warrior the, the warrior the main uh, lady up, yeah. and they show the the fading away coming from the bottom, but they don't show who it is to no. lead you to immediately believe that it's her it's and not him, away. and then it's he him that fades away. I felt that that was a super successful feint on their part. I mean, it, I see what it you're got saying. me. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't feel I I I appreciate that, and I I didn't didn't really catch that when I when I saw it, but I. On retrospect, I understand that. And there's a couple other things. Again, because it's really important when they're showing each person dissolve, the reaction of who's reacting to them Mm -hmm. dissolving, right? You see Bucky and you see Captain's reaction. You see uh, Iron Man reacting to everyone on the planet, right? You see um, Rocket reacting to Groot. Like, right, Mm -hmm. it's all about those relationships. And so that's what's at the root of why... If there's going to be an emotion there, it's because of that relationship being broken. Not mm-hmm. because, oh, it's a character who I know is probably going to come back to life in the next film. Right. Dying for 20 minutes. Like, right. That, that's yeah. not where the drama is. So about your Spider-Man content. 
co- uh, comment. comment. As a as a person who works in theater, I take issue with the notion that a line read is the same as a performance. Just so you know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, like you can say a line, and that's a performance, and it doesn't take anything else than that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Are you guys? It was a all little, crocodile tears to me. I'm a little worried because, like, I know. Okay, the end credit scene, Captain Marvel. I do not want her to play a big part in defeating Thanos. Oh, I don't want a character is. that's that's just introduced to be like the well, deciding factor so in defeating I, him. I think you maybe feel that way because you don't know her yet, right? Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, we're but, gonna get a Captain Marvel movie, and you'll grow to love her through that film, assuming it's. It, well, I think well, that's what, what I'm the role is, of the, the job of the next film is to do that. Yeah. It, also, I don't is, think it's gonna she's going to be the solution to defeating Thanos. I think she's going to be the solution to getting people, everybody back on track to defeating Thanos. This okay. is, like I said before, I'm pretty sure this is the Cap and Iron Man show at this point, and they will be the deciding factor yeah. in the fight. Yeah. If I can, yeah, I, I Vince, I kind of I agree with you a little bit. Because, um, yeah, it does kind of seem like you don't want just like a magic button, right? Um, yeah, well, like but, uh, it's it's like time... the way that they introduce um oh god in X Men Apocalypse, um Sansa Stark's character oh my god I'm blanking Jean Grey Phoenix Fe- dark dark Phoenix. The, yeah Jean oh, Grey right. they just she shows up at the end and just does her Jean Grey stuff I, I get yeah, yeah I get what you're saying and I and I I feel that a little bit but I you know uh... well especially because this movie Avengers four comes out in like. A year. It it's going to be May, May. 2019. So I, the Captain Marvel movie comes out, is it sometime this year? Or is no, it early next year? Yeah. Okay, I, so the, it's going to be like the Black Panther of this right, year. I might, yeah, my, my counter-argument there is Black Panther. I mean, Black Panther is still in theaters, but the reaction <laughs> to Wakanda and all those characters showing up was huge in the theater. So it, it didn't take long for people to like grow to love that character and then go, yeah, yeah already, eventually, mm-hmm. like, have, throw him in the fold. Yes, let's do it, you know? It also mm-hmm. maybe helps that... Um, you know, Captain Marvel is a is a prequel, yeah, so right. um, so 90s. she's out there somewhere, yeah, and she could very well already be involved in the story in some manner, but she, that's already happening. So it's just kind of like a little kind of flashback connective tissue. So I hope I, in I, the Captain Marvel movie, it it takes place in the nineties, right? Yeah, but. I imagine at the end it will have to end up with like her receiving the call or some something like yeah, that. That'll be the after credits. I was thinking. I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. it would be hilarious as as she's receiving the call, she dissolves. She also <laughs> dissolves. <laughs> I said the exact same thing. Yes, that would just like just totally jerk the audience. Oh yeah, the big, big bearded guy. <laughs> You're just like dying in class. One big bearded guy. When that scene happened, and he sends the beacon, he goes. Who cares? They're probably dying on the other end. <laughs> oh, big bearded guy. God dang it. How do you think old Chuck would have reacted if he saw it? Oh, he would have just hobbled out of the theater. <laughs> well, getting into that thing, so I have a couple ideas too. So we we definitely established, we know they're not all going to, this isn't permanent thing. Right. However, they're going to fix it. But I do have some ideas how they are going to make that interesting, right? Well, because first of all, let, even if they're all dead and they come back, you know that they're not just going to, like, end a film they're going to come back because they're not going to have a whole film without Spider-Man and Black Panther and all the Guardians of the Galaxy. So they're going to have to bring them back early. Somehow they're going to have to be right. ba- brought back early. Oh, you want to talk theories? I That's what theories. I'm saying. Let's get to them. So I have theories. a couple theories. One is that all the characters who died are going to be in some sort of purgatory limbo slash Secret Wars style, like, or, environment. Uh, on that note, inside the Soul Stone. Yeah. Because we mm-hmm. see Gamora, Gamora mm-hmm. in there before... Which, 
the thing happens. That's, that's the other thing yeah. why I don't think Gamora's dead is that she's just actually trapped in the Soul Stone and it's her little as a little girl talking. And Anyways, the point being that all these characters will have a plot and goal of their own being, you know, interacting. And if you think about all the characters that died, they haven't, a lot of them haven't interacted yet. So we're going to get to see all these new meet and greets mm-hmm. of Black Panther meeting Spider-Man and Black Panther meeting the Guardians of the Galaxy. I did say meet and greet. He said yes. it. He said it. He said it. Uh, yeah. So like, no, I, I think that's going to provide a lot of dynamic kind of fun moments too at the beginning of the next yeah. film, right? Uh, I have a thing I want to bring up and I have, I read a theory as to why this might be, but I just want to pose this and see what you guys think of it. A lot of people are, are pointing out that the ones who survived were the original Avengers lineup. I yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. only one yes. that we don't have confirmed is Hawkeye, but which interesting Hawkeye and Ant Man both don't show up in this movie. But yeah. it's a safe bet to assume They'll that the original this. Avengers team are all the, the ones that survived. That can't be a coincidence. So no, I was—I don't no. know what the theory you read is, but I was just thinking that too. Is that it's by insane. the end of the next film they'll swap that mm-hmm. the, they'll sacrifice themselves to allow the new generation of Avengers right. to survive. Because we know contractually, again, we're meta-ing it, right. but contractually, Chris Evans and uh, Robert Downey Jr., Avengers 4 is the last film they're going to be in. Uh-huh. And my, that that's a potential send-up of them taking the people who died place in order right. for these new, for Black Panther and all the, you know, superhero right. franchise that we know are going to continue to continue on. One interesting, <laughs> one, one theory I read is that someone could see a situation where like they bargain with Thanos and the 50% odds like reverses in some way. Mm. And so like everyone else gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's a possibility. I don't know. What do you guys, that sounds like thoughts about the, well, yeah, I think we were talking that maybe like the, the half that got killed is actually in some other limbo lane and they got to figure things out on their side. I think that even if that's the case though, I think then killing, like taking the superhero element out of it, they're not going to end the franchise or the Avengers four with just yeah half the rest of the population of the universe is dead. Yeah, like well, Earth should. would be in crumbles, right? The intent, like you right. can't pretend like there's going to have some sort of like the <laughs> Earth works when half the population is dead, even if somehow the superheroes survive. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. So I can pretend. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually curious. I mean, I thought this was obvious, but I've actually converse with people that didn't pick up on this at first but the fact that this is the doctor strange's plan yeah right? like a lot of people are like i can't believe doctor strange gave him the time stone well yeah. Like, yeah but so this is this is the one universe the one, one thing he saw <laughs> like, well yeah. yeah so my guess is that he had to realize that the only way he went through all the possibilities the only way that they were ever going to succeed was tony stark had to live right which is what so, i thought as well I actually thought he was going to say that. I thought he was going to be like, look, Tony, I had to give away the time stone because the only way we're going to win, the only, the one possibility, you were alive. So we had to take that chance. Mm-hmm. I think in the sequel, um, he's just wait for him to take the glove off and then Ant-Man is going to throw one of his little discs at the glove and then it, it won't fit him anymore. And then they just take it. <laughs> teleport away and then they just destroy it <laughs> and then they just did it they just used once they got it they go away and then use the green stone to rewind way back to before the first movie and then they just well they just destroy it avengers 2 the avengers the next one only has to be 20 minutes long it, yeah that's good that's just do you think there's gonna be a thing where like in guardians of the galaxy it took all of the guardians of the galaxy to to hold the one the one infinity stone yeah. but it's gonna be like the whole original 
team of Avengers has to hold the glove or something kind of thing well, like he, that. Actually, I got a bigger question for you. So, like in the comics, every all the Avengers basically pass off the stones and they're off. They're like, "You're yeah. Doctor Strange. You're in charge of protecting this one. You're in charge of protecting." Uh-huh. But. In this universe, they've announced that Scarlet Witch has the ability to destroy, destroy the stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are they going to leave these the things? Are they going to leave these things existing, or are they, they going to destroy? I think they maybe? will destroy them. Only in that if they don't, it's too juicy of a thing to for like, them to revisit. They, they would yeah. have. They, there's no way they wouldn't revisit those, especially mm-hmm. because they established they revisit everything now. Like I yeah. think. And if this is supposed to be like some kind of culminating yeah. conclusion to this whole thing, they have to destroy it. Well, the, it's, it meant going back to what you're saying about the last, uh, the remaining guys alive are all the original Avengers, right? And this idea, maybe this is an opportunity to kind of they're going to pass on the torch at the end of this the series. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too that I was kind of thinking about, which would be interesting, is the comic comic series and you know um, publishers are known to just reset universes. Like, the Ultimate Universe. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they're going to do something. Like, we're resetting the MCU. It's entire Like, after right. Avengers 4, we we still we might still have Tom Holland playing Spider-Man. And T'Challa might still be... The, you know what I mean? Like, those... Right. Were, but they're going to be... Theoretically, they're different characters. It's a different right. universe now. Not and it would mention, be kind of an interesting kind of thing to, for them well, to do. Now that Disney's about to own X-Men and... Exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah, a perfect opportunity. A yeah. perfect opportunity just like, okay, those... That 10 years of films, 11 years of films, they're there. We're done with that. Boom. Yeah, we're starting an entire new yeah. thing. So, which means that allows them to bring back a new Iron Man. A new Captain America, sure. A new yep. Thor, a yeah. female Thor. Who you know, what I mean? like yeah, all yeah, these absolutely. things that are integrated into the comics mm-hmm. now. Yeah, this is the opportunity to maybe they're going to do that. I don't know. That would be kind of interesting. I think they, mm-hmm. whatever the, it looks like after Avengers four, I think needs to be. It needs to be something drastic like that, especially if people are going to stay interested in this because yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, this is a weird comparison, but after <laughs> after Pokemon Gold and Silver, <laughs> that is a weird comparison. <laughs> um, I, I felt that Pokemon Gold and Silver was a culminating event that perfectly wrapped up the storyline uh-huh. of the first oh. and second games. And for me, I had a hard time being invested in two games because I felt like the series had concluded. And I, I think that people, on a serious note, I think after the Infinity Saga is over, I think people are going to lose this sense of it's all building towards yeah. something. Yep. Because exactly. it has been, right? Yeah. And and it's going to they're either going to need to t- cope, like take a break for a while or they're going to have to change the landscape of the series so drastically that people are going to go, "Oh, what's this now?" You know. Yeah, exactly. like right, when the next even Spider-Man movie comes out, why am I interested in this film? They've already defeated the most the, ultimate right, evil yeah. force in the universe. Why am I caring about this? So you, well, so you know our Sony chat, right? Yeah. I pose that very same chat. thought. Where I'm just like, Thanos, with the Infinity Gauntlet, that can literally just wish anything. You can't get bigger than that. Like, I'm not saying you can't have big bad guys like Galactus if they get the actually do get the rights and stuff like that and have it be a threat. But it'll never be as equal of a threat. It'll right? be, it's going to be really hard to somehow, like... Right, it's, it's, a, it's what we're talking about, like power creep and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think resetting the universe uh, kind of starts things off on a good foot to kind of rebuild it in a different direction and different tone and different... Yeah. Just I, a different universe. And I think, and as much as these films have sometimes... They've never been bad, but sometimes they've just been by the books. I They have done a pretty good job of pushing the envelope and making bold decisions on films here and there. And I think that would... 
that would be in line with those decisions where if they just like yep we're resetting so it's now the ultimates you know it's the ultimate mm-hmm. universe or you know whatever the equivalent of resetting if spider-man MCU. homecoming 2 is the ultimate universe i hope they go into uncle ben's death i really i'm really <laughs> curious that's that's good. Good. also maybe they'll cover screen. batman's parents death in that too <laughs> oh, oh, man. i really I, I'm, i've completely I've forgotten i've always those. wondered what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> to uncle ben um so uncle ben is other, the key to all this because if we can get Uncle Ben working, we didn't get the as many characters they had in this film. We we didn't get uh, uh, Aunt May. She no Marissa Tomei. Wait, who did I say? Oh right, uh, yeah, no, that was kind I of forgot weird. she's in this universe. Yeah, I was thinking of Aunt. No, May. we lost a couple of people. We lost a lot of the Thor three supporting. Yeah, cast, yeah. Like they, and they have a throwaway line in there. Where he's like, he Thanos destroyed half of my crew or half my ship. So yeah. they have this kind of out where they can write them back in if they want. Um, yeah. Well, that's my question though. He he killed half the ship, but then, then blew the remainders <laughs> half of them would have died. When well, that's what we, yeah, yeah. It's like where when does the half stop? Like, because they were already like five percent of no, Osgard. Yeah, in no, we have to assume up. we have to assume that when the Infinity Gauntlet was activated, that another half of them. It's only a quarter. only a quarter of them left. <laughs> a quarter of, a fi- of like five percent. And then that twenty-five percent left is like, man, talk about a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I do. I do want to say. So I never saw what my favorite scene in the movie was. Oh yeah, what's your favorite scene? What else? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I know. I want to know. So very similar to Chewie, I, I I had one moment that actually did like freaking really set off my nerd was when Stormbreaker entered the field and you see the lightning arcing yeah, out just wiping out multiple people. Yeah. But my favorite scene is when he just freaking spears Thanos with it. Oh yeah, which it was a little iffy. Is like really Stormbreaker is more powerful than the Infinity Gems, but. Beyond that, it was just awesome to see him be like, I freaking told you I'd be back. Yeah, right? that was yeah. so I mean, Thor, is, is, we talked about Thanos being a great character, like, but Thor kind of almost stole the show. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't, like, he yeah. was just, and I think it's partially because of the Thor Ragnarok personality mm-hmm. changes and stuff that really played so well with the Guardians and just the film in general. But let, And I do think that Thor had an arc in this one, too. Like, at the beginning, he was a broken man. And by the end, he... A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't... I wasn't a huge fan of the Stormbreaker scene, like, where they built it. Because it was was like they threw out, like, here's this obstacle for Thor. But it's not really anything (laughs) for that you can't just brush off, right? I liked that scene, but I think it didn't need as much screen time. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree. But I did love a Peter Dinklage cameo. Uh, He he has to play a dwarf. (laughs) But he's a big dwarf. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha. Uh, One thing. He's breaking the ground. Also, (laughs) so that was my favorite scene. But one thing I noticed, and this kind of annoyed me a little. Like I want it, the way I say it will come off a little bit more extreme than what I actually feel. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're going to charge ahead and say it though. <laughs> I am. For it. I am. I feel like this movie does a good job of ignoring things from previous movies uh-huh. in the sense that I don't like that it did it, but it did it just like pff, screw how, it. You're how do you mean? Like, give here. me an example. Yeah. Okay, Wait. Can so I? One, one of the big consequences. No. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Wait. 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 Wait, you got your no. all locked and loaded. I want to hear what Ben's saying. All right, Ben. Okay, the storm. I want to get back to the Stormbreaker thing because we didn't touch on it enough. So Thanos oh. says the thing where he's like, "You should have aimed for the head," and then that's when he wipes out half the universe. That but he great. literally has an axe buried in his chest, and he's like, "I understand that he could like turn back time, but he wasn't turning back time. So why wasn't he dead?" 
I don't, I don't know. know. Why wasn't Why wasn't Tony Stark dead? He got freaking stabbed through he's his He's an innards. alien man. His heart is might it? not be yeah. dead. No, but I, I mean, know. like... I've been stabbed through the chest multiple times. But I mean... It's just so, a Marvel no. comic book thing. But why did he say you should have aimed for the head? If the, because if he getting... would have died instantly if yeah. he was the head. Why? Why would Why does he live without a heart? Well, because... Because he had... How does he live without a heart? No, but that doesn't... Nothing... It doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? No, it's left butt cheek. I mean, I mean it's just it, again, it's it's just one of those things. It's just one of the things in film. Head means instant death. But anywhere on the it's, body, it's, it's shorthand. It's suspension of disbelief enough that that person won't die immediately. That's just I, film language. That's just I, like okay. I, I'm not saying it's right, but it's just what audience so, recognizes so Chris, is true. Give me an yes. example of where this yeah. film ignores a previous film. Okay, so ignores not the word, but kind of throws out. Is what I meant to. It's kind of what I mean to say. So Example. I'll give you three quick examples. All right, perfect. Okay, shoot them off. Thor's eye, huge con- kind of cool consequence of Thor three. He loses his eye. This movie freaking fixes that. That yeah. was like that's not really like that's not cool. I mean, it was kind of cute how Rocket brought back the eye from the first Guardians film, but yeah. at the same time, it's just like I like eye patch Thor. Why? Like that was a consequence of the yeah. movie. Why get rid of that? I I am yeah. Okay. I think we got enough mileage out of eye patch. <laughs> I think we got all that we were going to get out we of it. We sold enough toys on and, that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, number two. Uh, the Civil War fallout, right? It's just like, uh, I really think you should call him. Dang, you're, you're right. I should call him. <laughs> right? Like, you think yeah. there would be more of a fallout. Like, I'm not... I mean, he doesn't call him, obviously, because things happen. So who knows what would have played out if he had... But it felt just kind of like a throwaway at that point. Just like I will agree with you on that one, actually. I will it, agree it with you. It reminds me a little bit of the beginning of Ragnarok, where like Thor two ended with Loki on the throne and and uh, Odin was missing, and you're like, oh dang, how yeah. what's gonna? And then the beginning mm-hmm. of Thor three, they're like, yeah, we we're not feeling that plot anymore. We're not committed to <laughs> yeah. this. So it feels a little not to that level. I do feel like there was still they got enough mileage out of the Civil War. Yeah, I'm not saying I mean, movies, to but... me, I, I agree with you, but I also don't think they fully resolve that like I, I don't get the sense that like that whole plot is over necessarily but i get the sense that like okay we got bigger fish to fry right now i feel like we're never going to hear about that again really uh, well, personally if that, you i mean they right can wow me i could be wrong yeah. i'm not going to say i'm 100 okay. right i'm more it hasn't happened yet i think okay. i have a feeling we won't hear about it again maybe. either or, or maybe if, besides maybe some passing if lines, that's like, true then i hey, remember when we hated each other yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone laugh and but, then hey. my third my third, third quick one the iron spivey suit they make a point at the very end of homecoming he rejects it because he wants to be that guy the, uh, almost the very first thing he gets in this movie is that very same suit and like it's not once again not a huge thing but it's another thing where they're just kind of like ignoring the consequences yeah, or like well, the decisions made in previous films just for the sake of understand well wait he, he had to become an avenger that suit was him saying like i'm going to just be a friendly neighborhood spider-man but it's like well no I mean, I this is a galactic was, threat you I mean, need to I, be an avenger yeah. And Tony like gave it to him, yeah. and I mean he would have given it to him, he offered it to him. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. I I can't disagree with those points. Um, so wait, I, have I don't a, know if I noticed them as much. Somewhere. Um, what are Captain Marvel's powers? Everything. Everything. Apparently, she's what does a, that mean? She's, she's almost she's kind Superman of the Green Lantern version oh, yeah, of Marvel. She's got yeah. alien. They, she's spiced with alien DNA. Uh, from alien. what I understand, like one of the cosmics gave her like these crazy powers. There are so many different variations. Okay, Let's just wait yeah. to see how. Basically, though, it. she's supposed to be a protector of like the whatever. She this, is very much a Green Lantern type character. Yeah, she? right. Yeah. She's very much. She's like Marvel's Green Lantern. How, how do you guys feel about the fact that Hulk got completely destroyed in a fight against Thanos? 
and Captain America technically that's lasted why, okay, longer. So this was, a, this was another criticism that I don't I don't think is a big deal, but I do think it's a valid criticism, and it's not specifically that, but I do think there's some inconsistencies because, the, because they do a really good job of crafting scenes and building to moments in those scenes, and for the most part, they do a pretty good job uh, throughout the film of keeping it but there are some blatant, well, not blatant, but some inconsistencies throughout where it's just like, wait, the previous verge fight that guy was just getting owned by like he's but now he's beating this guy but this guy's beating this guy but now he's not being like yeah and that's a good example where thor or uh hulk gets defeated by thanos and then later on like just like pummels him like he didn't all he had was the power stone and by the end he has all five stones and he, like it takes him a couple seconds to just wave off captain america or other characters or like mm-hmm. I, I don't know like i mean it's like hard to break pure... down but from like pure movie magic, I like the thought of yes. Captain America being like he can stand up to Thanos. I yeah. like that idea. I like it because you know Thanos makes it a point that he his power comes from his will, right? Yeah, yeah. He, if these stones are just a means to achieve his ends. Like mm. his true power is that he has an indomitable will, and yeah. I saw that scene as being cap, even though it was like five seconds of actual screen time. As Captain America also has, I think his yeah. power is also will. Right? I yeah. really I wish that's that was why longer. he was able to hold up to him. I yeah. think that's what Vince means by like the movie magic, right? Yeah. It's yeah. more about the emotion of the scene. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Think... Which it's like it's like in the scene, even though it was a very brief one in like Avengers Two when they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer and Cap is able to kind of make it budge a little bit. It's yeah. like ah oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like... I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the and just with Thor, you it's it. I think with Thor it's a little more forgiving because it's not as it's a little bit more nebulous or ambiguous in terms of what his exact strengths and powers are. So he could withstand the strength of a sun and he doesn't have to breathe in space, but he could also just get wrapped in metal and held down. Like yeah. so it, it's like well, like, it doesn't say he can't get wrapped in metal and held down. It right. just seems to clash with the idea of him being able to withstand the sun. That's what I mean when it's inconsistent. It, but you're right. It's it's more important they play those emotional beats, and I'm fine with that. Like I'm not saying they made a mistake. I'm just saying those are small things I noticed as I was. Watching. Which which yeah. brings me back to my original opinion of the movie. Like I liked it in the sense that yeah, it was a, a spectacle that I really enjoyed from a comic book loving kind of colorful, energetic idea. But like I feel like this just kind of like veers off in some key places from like fitting very comfortably into the universe per se or the movies, and it kind of just irks me to the point where I'm just like, all right, I'll admit I I like you to a bit, but you're you're probably in the middle of my Marvel movie pack right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think then that's pretty obvious. You're probably the most critical of it. I think the rest of us um, probably. I don't, yeah. there's, the spectrum isn't super wide on this I one. I feel I feel I agree with Chris, but not as extremely. Yeah. I, I think, think I think I just a dash of well, that. yeah, but, but not enough to. While I agree with what you're saying, I feel like if any series or movie is going to get a pass, it's it's something like this. I'm, I'm it's not very really excited to see about. yeah four slash part two. Yeah, I'm real mad. Yeah. I gotta wait a year for that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I'm ang- I mean, I'm happy I, am, I don't have to I wait happy, three years yeah, or four years. Exactly. Yeah. I'm happy yeah, it's cool. only one year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a so, year from cool. now, I will be seeing the ending of this very first set of Marvel. And, uh, and then let, let's just kind of end it with, what do you think, do you think this is more important than Avengers 1? Or do you think Avengers 1 is more important of film? Or uh, 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 as a piece of, you know... I work. think that... I, I mean, I think that this is more impressive, mm-hmm. but if we're talking about importance, I think Avengers 1 still holds that category in that I was a naysayer 
I said, there's no way, based on what I know about Hollywood and how red tape works and how things get in development hell, when I saw that teaser at the end of Iron Man and people were talking about that, I went, there's no way they will pull that off. And they did. And when they did, I went, okay, it can be done. And the studio knows how to do it. So it's, I'm not as surprised that they were able to do it this time around. I am impressed by like how the how high the quality is given that how many more characters they had to use. So I still think the title goes to Avengers One as far as importance. Yeah, I agree to that. I think this movie, right? The only thing it does better than the first is the the quality side of things. It kind of ups the bar in terms of what we should expect to see from these kinds of films. Uh, <coughs> DC, um, but uh, <laughs> hey, we will get DC's patented. Why would you why trigger you, Chris? Why, why would, would you, you trigger this? Chris like that? Gosh. <laughs> But if we think about yeah how the where the movie industry was ten years ago, it you know it showed that oh this can be done and there was still enough competition in the market to allow other studios to try to do something. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, if you look at how the landscape is, it's you know Fox is done. Yeah. It, it's them. It's it. That's it. Yeah, Sony pretty much just given until it's, I was like, yep, yeah, Fair okay, enough. we can't do it. You <laughs> yep, do it exactly. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to take a stab at that question? Uh, I will not just to be devil's advocate. I will say this is probably more important because Avengers is definitely a huge importance in the world, though collaborative things, because the X-Men by nature are a multi-character art story. Uh, I think this representing the ending of a 10-year movie arc and stuff like that yeah. will have major repercussions moving forward, not with just how Marvel handles the, what they do after this, but what DC decides they can do with it. And not just those, but, you know, it's the trend to try yeah. to get Star Wars, Transformers, yeah. and yeah. Sure. Fast mm-hmm. and Furious. Yeah. And so I, I think know, this, depending on how well this ends, especially with Part 4, I think this is arguably the more important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. for it me, it's hard to see the impact until time has passed. Yeah. Sorry, for me, I, for me, I would definitely say this one is like Avengers one. While I love it, and it is crazy to think now how small of scale it feels. Like it was like they just they dipped into space. They had a little, they had some mm-hmm. space soup, and they took a little dip into that. Also, side note, I thought it was Zagnut. it was a hilarious moment that everyone in our audience laughed out loud at when it had the subtitle of just space. Yeah, when it just said space, I loved it so much. But getting back to it, the fact that they were able to, like, somehow make this gigantic universe feel like understood, even though it was ridiculous. But like having those two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, it was just it. It allowed you to just be in this universe and feel like, okay, I get what's happening, even though it's like this ridiculous thing that. I could never like realistically understand. Mm-hmm. I get the stakes. I understand it. This feels significantly more like uh, like you're on the edge of like I was never truly on the edge of my seat thinking like oh my god these space alien this giant space lizard alien monster thing that's flying around the city is going to destroy New York and this is oh no like yeah. I never th- for yeah, this. I, I... It's because there was no... Loki was the god of mischief. He wasn't like a god where I was like, I'm intimidated by this person's power. Thanos, you're intimidated by him because he has a super strong will. Loki never had a strong will. You see it in the opening scene with him and Thor. Loki's just like, it's too late. I have to do this kind of stuff. Like, this is what I do. Now you're facing the guy 
who ordered Loki to do this, who has this super strong will that it's just it's it's significantly more compelling of a story for me, and just the way that like all the characters that you've been with now for ten years, just the way that Iron Man deals with it, and I I didn't touch on this at all, but the fight between Iron Man and Thanos is one of my favorite fights just in any movie. Like I just think that it's so cool that like this guy who just builds mechanical suits is somehow able to stand up to like a god and the god recognizes how amazing Tony Stark is and like for for me this movie just it it culminated everything that I wanted from Avengers and somehow still left me on this cliffhanger towards like oh my gosh like I can't wait to see how this wraps up but as a half of a movie I I I loved it. it it's what it's what I loved about Deathly Hollows part 1 even though that that leaves on a much on a much different type of cliffhanger, but they both end with like the villain winning in a way, or I guess you could say Thanos is the protagonist, but the 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 antagonist for our heroes winning, and I it it has the Empire Strikes Back kind of vibe, and it, I love movies that that leave me wanting a little bit more, but still somehow leaving me satisfied. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Vince, I have uh, one question for you. Okay. Is Footloose still the greatest movie of all time? <laughs> it is. It is. No, absolutely. it was never the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> was Spider right. Man Quill are talking? No. Is, is I think Kevin need... Bacon in the Avengers? Uh, he might be. I don't know. <laughs> I think we need to actually leave on that note. Actually, it is funny that Quill ruins everything. I, I wonder, like, as all the filmmakers that are responsible for each one of the different like characters, like if they had to convince Shane, like Shane Black's, like, no, he's you can't have him ruin everything. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fine, we'll have Thor, and then you know whoever directed Thor is like, no, you can't, like, you know, it's like the ownership of who yeah. is responsible <laughs> for losing. Yeah, no, it's totally believable. I totally. <laughs> That. That is cool. Oh yeah, 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 no, I want to just extrapolate on a little something that Vince said just here, real quick, earlier in this, what he was saying. But I've said that I said this about Age of Ultron, but I, I, I feel triple so about this thing. But this is the kind of movie I just want to like, like go like record do a VHS and time travel back to like 1988 <laughs> and like take it yeah. to Comic Con and say and like put it in a VCR and go this is what's go this this is what movies are going to be in 30 years like yeah. But it's not like, even one of those things. They won't get it. You have to have experienced it. Right. But, it's like, but you you read com- people who read comics go like, oh yeah, well, this is crazy. But they would ne- this yeah. they would never make this into a movie. But like I think it's just incredible that we have stuff like this. Yeah. I think yeah, we were talking about what's more of an achievement or what's more important with these Avengers movies. But yeah, it is definitely it's definitely an yeah. achievement. And it's just the and it, it, that they're actually uh, they could be half as good. And I think we would still go see them and still enjoy them. Mm -hmm. The fact that there's this level of quality just makes us all, you know, we're blessed. You know, we're gluttons. We're gluttons for, you know, what we are living. I I have to take back my statement earlier. I think Drax steals the show. Like, that's stupid. Drax steals. Everyone steals the show. Anyways. I think we should probably wrap this up. What are we on time right now? It's probably been like three hours. We're like an hour and a half. Not as long as that. Anyways, but yeah. Avengers Infinity War, uh, I, you're not going to be disappointed. If you walk out of the theater angry or sad or disappointed or something, there's 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 something missing in, in you. Well, you, you definitely, you. I'd say being sad is justified. 
Sad, maybe. Uh, not that it's not perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect film, and this certainly has a couple of uh, flaws. Whiplash is a perfect film. <laughs> <laughs> go see Whiplash, and then go see Avengers Infinity War. You will not be disappointed. Uh, but uh, other than that, go like us and subscribe us and write us letters and tell us what you thought about Avengers Infinity War. Anybody, um, if anybody actually listens to this time, yeah. please leave a, leave a comment with a question. And we'll, we'll answer, answer it, it because no one else is asking questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's try to get more than 50 views on this one. <laughs> if you want to mention our right. podcast, what, what are we getting right now? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because all my friends are like, oh, Ryan, I listen to your podcast. So all, right. all right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Bye. Tune in next time. Bye. 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 Bye.